Thanks for listening to the Refuel Podcast. Be sure to tune in every Thursday for a new episode. I was looking up slow-mo videos of bugs being popped by bug zappers. Um, and if you have like super strong stomachs, um, that's a really good thing to Google. Uh, it's really interesting. But have you ever watched a bug fly into a bug zapper? You've like been like on a porch where a bug flies in a bug zapper? The whole idea is that at night, you know, bugs are attracted to light and they fly to this light, but the light is really like this electrical force field that blows them up. Um, and it's really interesting to watch in slow motion. Um, so that one, all it did was pop the head off a fly. Um, but but if, you, if you Google it, you know, YouTube it, you can find some more grotesque um, slow-mo videos. But all that to say, the bugs that fly to that bug zapper, they're, they're flying toward what they think will be satisfying, and when they get to it, it is not exactly what you call satisfying. Uh, and tonight we're talking about gossip. And here's why I showed you the video and I'm talking about bugs flying to bug zappers is that we, as people, as humans, we are attracted to gossip like bugs being attracted to a bug zapper. I never, well, maybe there are some people that are sick and twisted like this, but um, I don't wake up thinking, you know, I'd really like to fill my day with talking bad about others and gossiping about others. I mean, maybe you're really that twisted. And I mean, if they're, you know, I'm glad you're here too. But uh, most of us don't decide we're going to wake up and gossip. Most of the time, there's a conversation going on around us, right? And we just kind of get pulled into it because it's very interesting. And then we become part of the problem. We become part of the drama. And you, know, you ever notice a lot of the people that complain about drama are the ones that are always involved in the drama and starting the drama. Um, so tonight, as we talk about gossip, it's the third installment in our Hot Topics series. And the first installment, we talked about bad Christians, and that kind of formed the, the basis for where we're approaching these topics. We talked about a couple things. Some people who are bad Christians, they either are hip, hip, you know, hypocritical or they're just very unkind people. They're, they're one of two things, bad Christians are. They're either babies that need to grow up or they're not really Christians at all. Last week, we talked about drinking. Um, the week after this one, we're talking about sex. But this week... We're talking about gossip, and a lot of people are like, Matt, I, I kind of see what you did there. You know, you, you put maybe the two, like, you know, hottest topics, you know, you put gossip in between the two hottest topics to give everybody kind of like a breather, <laughs> you know, so we don't go right from drinking to sex. Not in the way that it sounded like I was saying that. Um, but I would submit to you, and I think you'll realize as we go through this, that this may be the hottest topic of all. Uh, so as you're thinking about gossip, I want to kind of give you tonight, this will be our, it's, it's, this is not going to be a lecture, this is not going to be like a class, but I do want, we need to define what gossip is, because we're talking about it in the tag I was in, um, maybe you talked about like what exactly gossip is, so here's, here's the best definition of gossip that I could kind of piece together, and it's this, that gossip is the sin of sharing bad news behind someone's back out of a bad heart. You see kind of the, the, the things there, you know, the person's not in the room, um, you're sharing it behind their back, it's news that does not make them look good, and you're doing it for all the wrong reasons. You're not doing it for a prayer request. <laughs> you're, yeah, you're not like, oh, you need to pray for Christian here. I know his name's Christian, but he's acting totally different. You know, yeah, that, that's gossip, right? Gossip is sin of sharing bad news behind someone's back out of a bad heart. But why is it such a big deal? Why is it like such a hot topic? Why is it, well, why does God call it a sin and why should we be, 
working to get it out of our lives. Well, there are a couple reasons. I'm going to share some verses with you. If you, I hope you all got. The, I gave handouts to all the tag groups, so you could. If you know, for those of you that like to follow along and take notes, and you tell me that I go too fast and you can't write it all down, you're welcome. What can I say except you're welcome? Um, so here are some reasons why. Why, why gossip is wrong. The first is it goes against God. Uh, Psalm 101.5, God talking says, I will not tolerate people who slander their neighbors. What does God think about gossip? Then Jesus said this in Matthew 12. He said, I tell you this, you must give an account on judgment day for every idle word you speak. So everything that we've said about other people one day, <laughs> we're going to answer to God for Another reason gossip is wrong is it ruins relationships. Some of you may know this all too well. Proverbs eleven thirteen says a gossip goes around telling secrets, but those who are trustworthy can keep a confidence. Proverbs twelve ten says there is one whose rash words are like sword thrusts. Any of y'all ever been stuck with the sword of gossip? You found out somebody was talking about you, and it it it, it almost literally felt like a sword to your chest. Proverbs 16, 28 says, a troublemaker plants seeds of strife and gossip separates the best of friends. Do you have any ex-best friends? And the reason they're ex-best friends is because things that were said. That's why gossip is wrong. It separates friends. And then the other reason that gossip is wrong, a personal reason, is that it eats away at your heart. Proverbs 11, 18, or Proverbs 18, 8, it sounds kind of weird, but we'll explain it. It says that rumors are like dainty morsels that sink deep into one's heart. It's that idea of like, I'm, I'm trying to eat better. I'm trying to get jacked, you know. But um, as I'm trying to eat better, sometimes April will be cooking something for herself and it will smell really good. And I was really good about eating well until I got home and I smelled that thing and I saw that thing and she's sitting there next to me eating that thing. So you know what I end up doing? I didn't mean to, but I reach over and I steal her food. So I've not only broken my diet, but I've stolen from the woman I love. Um, and I, I eat those things that I thought I'd never, you know, rumors are like that. We, we, we get sucked into them like flies to a, a bug zapper. And then it says it sinks deep into your heart. James says it like this. If you claim to be religious, but don't control your tongue, you're fooling yourself and your religion is worthless. Wow. So have you ever been victim of gossip? I think we all maybe remember a time where we walked in on a conversation and quickly realized the conversation was about us and it was not for us to hear. You found out that somebody was talking behind your back. You found out that an ex-girlfriend or an ex-boyfriend was spreading rumors about you after you broke up. How did that feel? Maybe you're on the flip side of that. Maybe you've found yourself like me. It's so easy to get pulled into having a conversation about somebody else sharing bad news behind their back out of a bad heart. So what I want to ask you to do tonight, and we're doing this with all the hot topics, is I want you to use two different ways of approaching this topic. And the first is, you can do this, I give you license to do this, pull out the binoculars, you know, you don't have to do it, <laughs> but like, pull out, from, pull out the binoculars. We can use what we're going to learn to evaluate the way that we've been talked about. 
because people have said things about us. People have spread gossip and rumors about us, and it hurt. So we need to understand how God feels about that. We need to understand what God has to say about that. But you also need to, at some point, we're going to be putting down the binoculars, and we're going to be picking up the mirror, and we're going to see what God says about the way that we talk about others. Okay, will you commit to both of those? Will you put one on each side? Put, you know, put, put your binoculars right here, put your, put your mirror right here, and we're going to dive in. And here's the big kind of takeaway from tonight is that gossip reveals a problem deeper than the drama. The thing that's being talked about is actually not as important as the fact that people are talking behind somebody else's back. So gossip reveals a problem deeper than the drama. And to, to approach this, we're going to go to probably one of the hardest hitting books there is in the Bible. And it's the book of James. So if you have your Bible, turn to James chapter 3. And this entire passage, this entire chapter in James is devoted to sins of speech. The way that we can sin against other people and sin against God without lifting a finger. So let's read through this chapter, and we're going to learn a couple things about gossip. And I think it's going to change your mind about just how important and just how devastating gossip is. So let's look at James chapter 3, verse 1. It says, Not many of you should become teachers, my brothers, for you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness, for we all stumble in many ways. And if anyone does not stumble in what he says, he's per a perfect man and also able to bridle his whole body. If we put bits into the mouth of horses so they obey us, we guide their whole bodies as well. Look at ships also. Though they're so large and they're driven by strong winds, they're guided by a very small rudder wherever the will of the pilot directs. So also the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great things. Think about this in the, in the context of gossip. How great a forest is set ablaze by such a small fire. And the tongue is a fire, a world of unrighteousness. The tongue is set among our members, staining the whole body, setting on fire the entire course of life and set on fire by hell. Getting pretty intense, isn't it? For every kind of beast and bird, reptile and sea creature can be tamed and has been tamed by mankind, but no human being can tame the tongue. It's a fear, it's a restless evil full of deadly poison. With it, we bless our God and Father and with it, we curse the people who were made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come blessing and cursing. My brothers, this thing ought not to be so. Does a spring pour forth from the same opening, both fresh and salt water? Can a fig tree, my brother, bear olives or a grapevine produce figs? Neither can a salt pond yield fresh water. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him by his good conduct show his works in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts... Do not boast and be false to the truth. This is not the wisdom that comes down from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where there's jealousy and selfish ambition, there will be disorder in every vile practice. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. And a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. I think I need like an ice pack after just reading that personally. So let's pray, and then we're going to talk about four things that gossip does. Uh, Father, I pray that this is, this is hard. This is hard for us to accept. 
Um, some of us, including me, sometimes have a hard time realizing that, 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 that the way we talk about others, the way that we gossip is a sin against others and it's a sin against you and it harms our fellowship with you. So God, I pray that you will, your, your word will cut through the hardness of our hearts and God, that through this, there will be confession and repentance and forgiveness and newness of life. In Jesus' name, amen. So what we're going to do, <laughs> this is one of those, I'm going to pretty much just let the Bible speak for itself and get out of the way. And, and what we're going to do, we're going to kind of take it verse by verse, section by section. And I've got D words and B words when it, when it, has, when it has to do with gossip. We're going to start with our D words that describe gossip. And our B words are how to deal wisely with gossip. So the first D word that we learn about gossip is that gossip directs attention where it need not be. So verse one, it says, not many of you should become leaders, my brothers, for you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness. Remember how we, we learned in Proverbs or in Matthew that Jesus says we're going to give an account for every idle word we speak, every way that we talk about somebody, we're going to have to answer to God. He's talking about leaders here. So people who are leaders... They have to be they're going to be judged even more strict. And you say, well, good thing I'm not a leader. You know, good, good thing, Matt, you're sitting up here. You're standing up there, and I'm sitting down here. Leader isn't always title. I'd submit to you that leadership is like 10% title and 90% the way that you live your life. And some of you don't have the title of leader. Like nobody's come up to you and been like, you know, Christian, I'm going to fall on top of you. I'm going to knight you as leader of this XYZ group. But you know what I've learned is that the way that you conduct yourself, the way that you just naturally have people follow you, follow you, some of you are leaders. Some of you have the personality and the gifting from God that people actually you look behind you and there are people following you. There are people that want to be you and do what you do and, and, and you know, dance the way you dance on TikTok and, and embarrass yourself. And you, know, you actually have people following you. So this isn't just for me. This isn't just for your youth leaders. This is for those of you that have influence. This is for those of you that are considered influencers. Okay? That, that the words that we say have power. And here, are what, here is what the power does. It says, if we put into, verse 3, if we put into bits, put bits in the mouth of horses so they obey us, we guide their whole bodies as well. I don't know if any of you have experience riding horses. Um, I have very limited experience. Um, but what's so interesting, and I, I, I was surprised how easy it was the first time I rode a horse to actually ride a horse. This horse was probably very well trained. But all I had to do was just kind of pull this direction, and the horse actually went this direction. And I pulled this direction, and it went this direction. And it's this big, massive horse. Like, I'm always afraid to stand next to horses because they're so big and they could kick my face off, you know? Um, but they're these big, massive animals. But this little bit goes into their mouth and it directs. Same with words. Our words don't feel very significant. What we say doesn't feel very significant. But in the discussion of gossip, what our words do when we talk about others is it takes everybody's attention and it directs them toward somebody else's life to something that may be true or may not be true, but it shows them in a bad light. And it directs all the attention onto that person. He also uses the analogy of a ship with a rudder. Yeah, back then they had the big you know, ships with the big sails, you know, like Nina Pinta Santa Maria type stuff. And these big ships with sails. And they, there was this little rudder on the back. And the rudder was so small in comparison to the big ship and the big sails. But you turn that rudder just a little bit and the whole ship goes this way and the whole ship goes this way. And it's comparing our words. How do we deflect attention to other people with our words? 
Well, sometimes we'd rather everybody else talk about her and how short her skirt is because if they're talking about how short her skirt is, they won't be talking about how big the zit on our forehead is. You see what I mean? Our own insecurities cause us to take those powerful words that we have, deflect attention onto someone else and their bad news so that we get a pass because none of us want to be talked about either. Isn't it interesting that you know, those of us that have been victim to gossip are often the ones who find ourselves gossiping because we're thinking if they're talking about them, they're not talking about me. Gossip directs attention to where it need. I kind of, it's kind of old English, isn't it? Direct, gossip directs attention where it need not be. But it's true. You ever think that maybe me and you are not the solution to their problem? Yeah, some of the situations are true. And whether or not her parents really are getting a divorce, we can pray for her. But us talking about her behind her back doesn't help the situation at all, does it? Absolutely not. Maybe he did really go off the deep end and screw his life up in this way, but us judging him and talking about him amongst ourselves is not helping him at all, is it? Gossip directs unneeded attention where it need not be. It says, so the tongue is also a small member, verse five, but it boasts of great things. Would say great in the in the area of size, not in the area of like its moral <laughs> attributes, right? Um, yeah, you know what I'm. You know what we're talking about, don't you? You know how easy it is to start just talking about other people. So gossip directs attention to where it need not be. The next thing that we learn about gossip is that gossip destroys beyond our imagination. The second part of verse five reads like this. How great a forest is set ablaze by such a small fire. I've got, these are incredibly sad pictures, I think, that over the past few weeks have been coming in from Australia. And yeah, I know that's that's, that's been a big thing, Um, especially on social media, people raising money and raising awareness about the fact that, yeah, I think for, for a period of time, like most of, like literally the continent of Australia was on fire. Um, and and there, there have been several, yeah, I've been looking into it, several different yeah, hypotheses on how those fires began, um, but they were looking at this one area where hundreds of square miles of, of, of forest and habitat were on fire, and they traced it down to one person who was an arsonist and had, be, had started that particular fire. I was, uh, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't talk about this, but I accidentally set the woods on fire one time when I was a kid here in Right, right behind the church, Westby Ridge, um, we were shooting off bottle rockets in the woods, and we thought it'd be fun to first dip the bottle rocket in gasoline, because it's really, it's, it's actually a, it's, well, it's not a good idea, but when you, the, the thought process behind it was when you, when, when it explodes, it creates a little fireball, and then it, yeah, but the problem was, you know, we decided, let's do four at a time, so we tied all the wicks together, dipped them in gas, lit it, and then I lit the, the, the thing, and when I ran away, I accidentally kicked the little thing that the bottle rockers were sitting in, so they all went down like this, and they shot in a million different, you know, like four different directions, set the, the forest on fire, so we didn't know what to do, so we just ran, um, and apparently the fire department got called, but a little bottle rocket, a little explosion set Wood Lamond on fire. Um, same way with our words. Gossip destroys reputations. Gossip destroys families. 
Some of you know all too well, gossip destroys friendships. By the way, if, they, if, if they're talking to you about other people, they're talking to other people about you when you're not there, just, just in case you're wondering. Destroys friendships. Gossip can even destroy churches. Some of you have the power with words that you could say to bring down our entire youth group, our entire church. Gossip destroys beyond imagination. Look what the Bible says about it. It says the tongue is a fire, a world of unrighteousness. And gossip doesn't just destroy by fire, it destroys by, this is one of those disgusting words, by rot. It says the tongue is, is staining the whole body, verse 6, setting on fire the entire course of life, setting on fire by hell. And that word for hell, yeah, most of the time it refers to the literal place called hell, Hades, where people go who are not believers in Jesus, who have not been covered by the sacrifice of Jesus. It was also used to refer to a pile of burning waste, the city dump called Gehenna outside of Jerusalem. And that's the way most people would understand that word. And that's how Jesus, that's the word Jesus used to describe that eternal place of torment. But it was a place where imagine just the smell of burning trash 24 seven. That's what it talks about when it says our tongue. And then it says that the potential is limitless to destroy. Verse eight, it says, no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. And I think this may be the very most, the, the most destructive part about gossip, about the, about the way that we talk about other people. And it's this. If I take a baseball bat and bust your window out at your house, because I love destruction. Um, and I bust the window at your house, I can go to Lowe's, I can pick up a new window, I can install the window, problem solved. I can't take back a word. Some of you can vividly, like vividly remember a, like a slanderous or gossip-filled word that was said about you. Like somebody described you in a way, gave you a label or gave you a name, misrepresented you. And you will never forget that. I remember things that were said about me in middle school and in high school. And the words, it's like they're still ringing in my ears years after I graduated. You can't get back words. And that's why I brought the toothpaste. Um, I don't know what your preferred toothpaste is. But you know, there, I've, I've, always want, I've never got to do this. I've always wanted to do this because I, I feel like it would be very satisfying. Is to just totally squeeze out an entire tube of toothpaste. And... Excuse me. And uh, think about the toothpaste like our words. Every word that you say, every label that you call somebody. The rumor has it that she was sleeping around with her boyfriend, so you call her a slut. Rumor has it that he loves, loves, loves to go home and smoke weed, so you call him a pothead. Rumor has it that her dad moved out. Got a little bit left there. One more bad word, slanderous thing. There it is. Every word, every idle word that you say about somebody is still ringing in their ears, just like it is in your ears. And 
Although you can replace a window, you can't get the toothpaste back in the tube, can you? As hard as you try, you can't get the toothpaste back in the tube. It just gets all over the place, right? As hard as you try, you can't take back a word that you say. It rings forever in the ears of the person you slandered. So you say, why is gossip so dangerous? Why is gossip destroyed beyond imagination? It's because words are permanent. Bruises heal. Scrapes heal. Words echo in ears forever. The next thing that gossip does, not only destroys... Sorry, I was trying to get the toothpaste. You know how toothpaste gets sticky? It not only destroys beyond our imagination, it discredits the self-righteous. We've kind of been looking, at, look, looking with our binoculars and, 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 and evaluating the way that people talk about us and talking about how bad it is. So now you know that God is, God is, is your vindicator. God is the one who stands up for you. And, 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 and when somebody is gossiping about you, slandering you, he looks at them and he says, that's sin and that's wrong. But now we're going to pick up the mirror. Look what it says about the words that we use towards others. Verse 8, it says, No human being can tame the tongue. It's a restless evil full of deadly poison. Look at the duplicity here. Look at the hypocrisy here. This is describing a bad Christian that we talked about in the first week. With it, meaning our words, our tongue, or I guess in 2020 we can say with our thumbs, right? The way that we type things out and send things. With it, we bless the Lord our Father... Of the overwhelming never. I probably could sing it a little better than that. I should have tried. With it, we bless the Lord with our mouth and we curse those who were made in his image. Isn't it incredible that out of the same mouth can come blessings to God and cursings on the very people that God created in his image? I was talking to my tag group about how, you know, it's, it's so upsetting to me when someone is mean towards my daughter. How do you think God feels when you slander one of his children? Out of the same mouth, we bless God the Father and we curse his children. Keep reading. It says, from the same mouth come blessing and cursing. He says, my brothers, these things ought not to be so. Does a spring pour forth from the same opening both fresh and salt water? In the Middle East, where this was written, they had a problem. There was a lot of, a lot of streams were not freshwater streams. In West Virginia, it's all freshwater, you know. Woo, baby. But in, in the Middle East, you had, that sounded really redneck, didn't it? In the Middle East, you, you, springs could be either salt water or they could be freshwater. And the salt water springs, you couldn't drink. You, you couldn't drink from it. It was disgusting. It would give you all kinds of you know, fiery diarrhea type stuff that you didn't want to have to deal with. So, so they would always have to test the stream and, and, and they'd give it a little taste test to see if the water was okay to drink. And you, you, they obviously wouldn't take a little taste test oh, this is salt water. They wouldn't come back to the same stream and, and test it again, would they? Right? Because salt water stream, salt water stream, fresh water stream, fresh water stream. You see what it's getting at here? I, I, I want to be careful, but do, do you see what it's getting at? It's that some people who gossip and who slander and they don't feel bad about it at all may not, may not actually be Christians. They may be Talk in the talk, but not walk in the walk. 
How serious does God take gossip? We don't have time to turn there, but in Romans 1, it describes the way that humanity descended into sin. And it lists some sins in that section that to us seem like, I know we shouldn't do this, but sometimes we evaluate sin and like, like, oh, that's, yeah, gossip is sin, yeah, but like, like, Sexual immorality, that's like sin 2.0. <laughs> like, like, that's like double sin. Like, like, like that's the je- you know, uh, daily double jeopardy sin. Like, that, yeah, that's so much worse. Do you know in Romans 1, God lists sins that were consequences of mankind's descent into depravity. It lists sexual immorality. It lists murder. It lists men who have sex with men. And it lists gossip in that same list. Still think there's sin 1.0 and sin 2.0? If there is, gossip sin 2.0. And gossip discredits our self-righteousness because we can think, oh, Matt, I'm glad you're talking about drinking because I, yeah, I saw her on Instagram. She got you taking pictures of that parties with those red solo, Toby Keith red solo cup things in her hands. Yeah, and I'm glad you're talking about sex because I know what he did and I know what she did and I know what they did. I'm glad you're talking about that. I don't know why you're talking about gossip. It's because some of us are self-righteous. And when we see gossip for what it is, it exposes the sin in our heart. You don't like that very much, so we'll go to the next one. Now, the final one, gossip divides the family of God. Look what it says here. It says in verse 14, yeah, house divided. Um, In verse 14, it says, if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast and be false to the truth. This is not the wisdom that comes from down from above. It's talking about the way that we use our words and the way that we use our words toward others. Listen to how it describes it. It says this kind of gossip, slander is earthly, so it's not spiritual, unspiritual, demonic. That means that every time I wake up and I gossip about someone else, it puts a smile on Satan's face. That means that every time I slander someone, who's a brother or sister in Christ, the demons give each other high fives. It says where there, verse 16, where there's jealousy and selfish ambition, there will be disorder in every vile practice. You wanna know why there's so many bad Christians in churches? It's because they're all gossiping about each other and they're all slandering, slandering each other. Gossip divides the family of God. So how do we get gossip out? I got a couple B words for you and we'll get out of here, okay? Here are the B words. We'll bring them up one at a time. Um, The first B word is that we should button up our lips. Listen more than you speak. James uh, 1 says it like this, that we should be slow to speak and quick to listen. Two ears, one mouth. Before we jump to conclusions and start talking about what she did or what he did or what's going on at their house, we should listen and find out what's really going on. So some of us just need to button up our lips. You don't know why they did what they did. You don't know the situation. You don't know the heartache that led him to do that. Uh, you don't know the self-worth issues she's dealing with that led her to go out with that guy. So, but until you know the situation, button up your lips. Here's the next one, blunt. Now that's not talking about I'm talking about being blunt with other people. I'll just leave it at that. Uh, That's what this particular iteration of blunt means. 
Sometimes you have to be blunt with people. Refuse to entertain gossip in your presence. This is like the one time you can actually kind of be a jerk to someone in a gentle way. Be a gentle jerk. And here's what happens. When that person comes up, and I picked on Christian enough. When that person comes up and says, can you believe what Bailey did? And just starts talking all about, you know, here's, here's my, Christian, come here. Uh, I, I'm picking on you. So Christian starts, yeah, yeah, he starts talking to me about everything Bailey did. Here's, here's, here's the best move ever. You want to learn the best move ever? When Christian starts gossiping, I'm using Christian because Christian's a great, you know, he's a great example and he's a good guy. Christian's starting to tell me all this stuff that Bailey did. I was like, oh, Christian, come here. Hey, Bailey, Christian was saying this stuff about you. Is this true? You want to see him turn 50 shades of red? Do that. Thank you, Christian. Uh, Refuse to entertain gossip. Refuse to talk about people behind their back. I, like you get the special like, you know, clerical permission to be a jerk about this. Like be blunt and refuse to entertain it. The next one is blab. We, really, we, we definitely don't have time to go into all this. But in verse 17, you can go on the app and get the notes from this. But there is a list. There's like criteria about how you should entertain news about other people. When you speak for others, speak for peace out of a good heart. Ask these questions. Am I taking sides? Do I desire peace for this person? Would I say this to his or her face? Is my mind made up or am I filling up gaps in the story? Is this discussion making me or those involved more like Jesus? All those are on the app with the verses that back them up. The next one is believe the best. In 1 Corinthians 12, it says that love always hopes, love always believes. We should believe the best about others. You know, here's, here's one thing. Yeah, people have come up to me and they've tried to spill the tea on you and you and you. you different people in the youth group and I would say, just shut up. You know, there was one time I was just, you know, just shut up. I know that person. And they wouldn't do that. And even if they did, I don't want to talk about it. Believe the best about others. And the final thing is become a child of God. If this hit hard, if, if, if you don't feel any conviction about your gossip, if you don't feel any conviction about the way that you are slanderously talking about other people who are made in the image of God, that reveals a heart problem. And maybe you've been going to church your whole life, but you've never been regenerated. There's never been a moment in your life where you said, Jesus, save me, make my heart and make my life new, and I believe in you. Maybe that's the decision you need to make tonight. Um, so I'm gonna pray. We're going to get out of here. So let's pray. Um, Father, I really hope, I really pray and ask and beg God that each person, including me, but each person tonight in the room understands the seriousness, the gravity of the things that we say about other people. Um, God, I pray that as you instruct us that our speech, what we say, what we type, what we snap, will build others up and not tear them down. I pray that we'll become a people who refuse to entertain gossip. And as we put gossip out and gossip goes down, our unity will go up. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Refuel podcast. If you have any questions or would like to review the notes from this podcast, be sure to download the Refuel app from the App Store on any mobile device.